like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prudes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for another BDSM United podcast. In a previous episode, we talked about subspace, about the rush of endorphins and dopamine and all, just all of the different chemicals that your body produces during times of stress, all of the physiological stuff that goes on in response to the stress of doing BDSM kinks, doing SNM, doing intense power exchange, doing maybe doing certain protocols or doing certain positions. It, can, it doesn't have to be just um, impact or pain related. It can be uh, the stress of bondage or just any kinds of sensations. Uh, and we did briefly mentioned that um, people who are giving the kink also endure um, an amount of stress that can be really intense as well. So they may experience a top space or a dom space, just like subspace. And they call it subspace, just be, but it's really uh, not necessarily related to being a submissive. It's just the person on the receiving end or on the bottom side the receiving side of a kink, of any kind of kink. So it's not necessarily uh, based on the relationship of a dominant and a submissive. We just use those terminologies because that is a common term that it, that it, uh, that a common term that we use. And so we're just kind of stuck with it. Um, we can't really, if we tried to change it, people just in our lifestyle wouldn't know what we were talking about. But people in our lifestyle would, who have experience would know that it's not just related to submissives. It's related to anyone receiving any kink, regardless of their identity. So um, what comes after a scene? after you stop the scene, especially if you've experienced some type of subspace or top space or a dom space or, you know, any kind of physiological changes to your body that have caused any kind of euphoric or any kind of high feeling. As play winds down, or if you have to suddenly stop um, a bottom may be left with an entirely new bundle of feelings. The dominant or top partner will also have a lot of new feelings often. It's normal to experience everything from exhaustion to hunger to cold to disorientation toward the end of a scene and for several hours afterward sometimes several days afterwards, because everyone's body responds physiologically different 
no two people are the same. This is known as subdrop. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to do with submissives. It's just the word that we have. We're kind of stuck with it. Everyone knows what it means, but people in our lifestyle would know that it can happen to anyone receiving any kink, regardless of identity. And it happens because most of your hormones are leveling off. Cortisol remains elevated for a bit. Your body is exhausted from all that work. It's a good idea to cuddle or a partner snuggle, a warm blanket or a stuffy, eat or drink something. In fact, all of these activities and more are part of what's commonly called aftercare. And you should really negotiate whether or not you want aftercare and what kinds of aftercare you're comfortable with. Not everyone is comfortable with snuggling, cuddling, or having a meal, or having food or drink after a scene. Everyone reacts differently, especially if you feel maybe a little nauseous. If subspace makes you feel a little nauseous, you may not want to be uh, asked to eat or drink anything. It may make it worse. BDSM practitioners or people in our lifestyle use aftercare to help ease the shock of subdrop after subspace. Additionally, aftercare can benefit a dominant or a top who's dealing with a drop of their own exhaustion from a scene. Aftercare really is for both persons, so make sure that both people are considered when when uh, you know a top may need something that a bottom may not need so it's also the bottom's responsibility to accommodate the top and to come to some kind of compromise or make sure that there is somebody available to help care for the top afterwards as well Aftercare can also include treating any kinds of abrasions, any kinds of bruises, any kinds of wounds. There are um, any kind of lotion or if, you, if it involved needles, it may include cleaning up and uh, bandaging and sterilizing and different things like that. You may need to have a first, first aid kit available just in case. Uh, you definitely want to learn more about aftercare before you try your own BDSM scenes or specific or certain scenes. You want to go in risk-aware, and part of the risks involved are the risks of following the scene, the risks to your body, and what can happen if, um, if you break the skin, for instance, or bruise the skin, and what can happen afterwards what the potentials are, just so that you're aware and prepared. Now, subdrop isn't always bad. Some submissives don't feel any worse for wear. Instead, they feel more of a glow as they go on with their lives after a scene. Subdrop and subspace, though, can affect people so differently, which makes it hard to describe. Your body may not register every scene as being stressful, and respond with the fight or flight response physiologically. So some people may have a lower tolerance to certain things or take longer to warm up before they find themselves in subspace. But 
It's certainly interesting how our bodies can react at various times, and subspace and subdrop are perfect, perfect examples of those kinds of reactions. Fortunately, you can protect yourself and your partner from any negatives by knowing that physiologically things are going on in your body and what to expect. So, but oftentimes somebody will feel an emotional drop after a scene, oftentimes the next day or the following days. And some people can feel some types of sicknesses similar to things like a, a headache that pops up out of nowhere or a light, cold kind of feeling like sniffling, running nose, things like that, a little bit of congestion. Physiologically, you may have put your body under intense stress, even for that short amount of time, and your body's going to respond, recover, and it may just, it may respond for days afterwards in ways that you, that seem totally unrelated. Oftentimes, though, there is an emotional drop. You experienced something uh, intense emotionally, and you may feel a little lost or disoriented afterwards. Definitely want to check in with a partner for a day after, a couple days after, and do a welfare check just to make sure that someone is feeling okay both uh, physically and emotionally. I'm Primal Piggy. Thank you for joining me for this BDSM United podcast where we talked about subdrop uh, and, you know, dom drop. We both, uh, both sides of the slash can experience the emotional uh, recovery after a scene. You can find all of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. It was a joy talking with you today, and I'll talk with you again soon.